This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two-minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. Bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way they were. Hi Chantelle. Hi Grania, how are you? I'm very good. It has been, I think, a bumper week for for people who care about the love lives of celebrities, especially celebrity splits. Most certainly. Who knew a salad dressing was going to play such an iconic part Huge. in the split between Hollywood royalty, Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde. Uh, who, I never, ne- never has balsamic vinegar and olive oil <laughs> and some lemon juice mattered so much to a coupling. Who knew? Wreck such devastation. Devastation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favourite favourites. And to all the people who claim that none of this happened, I can 100% um, the... That is such a detail, the salad dressing for starters. I just 100% believe it. And I 100% believe that he laid in front of her car so she couldn't drive out of the driveway. So this is, just in case people are like, we've. this is obviously mid-conversation. Um, it's not. Um, it's the story that in the split between Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis, which is genuinely, oh, 
the messiness. It's a gift for us. You know, we're, the world is going through a difficult time. They're generous. This couple are doing the work for us all. So apparently, according to a nanny who used to work for the couple, a key moment in the split was when Jason saw that Olivia was making her famous salad dressing. Her special salad her dressing. Her special he calls it. salad dressing. And then taking it to... Harry, Harry Styles. Styles. Bring it on set to Harry Styles. And, he, and Jason kept saying to the nanny, she's taking the special salad dressing. <laughs> and the nanny was like, what's this salad dressing? And Jason said, well, she has this special salad dressing, you see. It's very special to us. And she's made it again. But now it's going to Harry, not me. And that's why he laid in front of her car so she couldn't um, leave the leave the driveway. I'm sorry. And she went back to the house. They'd argue some more. She tried to leave again. He lay in front of the car, etc. The only part I don't get is why Olivia didn't just call an Uber. Like, she can afford it. She can probably get an XL. Just, like, just call a car. What are you waiting for? You don't have to go on your own. I'm sure, you can, I'm sure the driver would allow the bowl of salad dressing as another passenger. I think it'll survive the trip. So she, I'm sure she has great Tupperware. Come on. Do you think Olivia Wilde is going to be, the, like, the next Paul Newman? Is this what this she's going to launch? This is what I said. If you've been watching our Instagram, and if you haven't, you're missing out. I said she'd have a recipe book of salad dressings out by this Christmas. And, yeah, if she doesn't have wild zone to compete with Newman's own. She is missing a trick because we all want it. I don't give it. I want the dressing I'm willing to pay for. I would pay good money to have wild zone salad dressing. I'm sure it's a light vinaigrette. I'm sure it's a very low fat light vinaigrette. And I would love to have that. I love a salad. <laughs> Who doesn't love a salad? Who Harry's, doesn't love a salad? Harry's dolls paid for that salad dressing. Now we should be allowed to pay for it too. <laughs> That's right. And a salad dressing liked by two straight ostensibly men is very hard to come by so I'm really into this I really want to try it I love it and I hope that people saying oh we want this couple to be on your show we have to let this for lack of a better word marinate for a bit because I think there's more to come from these two so I kind of hope no one picks them too soon because I think we're missing there's a lot more stories there's a lot more runway left here don't you think yeah Events are still unfolding. Indeed, indeed. Much like the French Revolution, it's still too soon to comment That's on correct. the celebrity split. Yes, but I do with you. I thank them so much for giving us this. Real, there's been some other darker stuff happening. The Brangelina of it all. There's some very dark situations happening there, of course. So this was such a lovely, nice, ridiculous celeb scandal story that I can't help but just thank them both. Yeah, I want to shake their hands. Thank you. This is what we need. Is there, is there any story that caught your eye? This was it. What else are you talking about? <laughs> are, you, are you out of your mind? What else was there? <laughs> this was the story. I love it. Well, you know what I am absolutely obsessed with? What's that? This week's guest. Oh, we are so lucky to have her. It is the incredible, funny, brilliant, fascinating journalist and writer, Coco Khan. The way they were. So Coco, we're a very mm. romantic podcast. Do you right. consider yourself a romantic person? No. <laughs> oh, straight in. <laughs> no. We haven't even said really hello, by the way. Hi, Coco. <laughs> hi. Hello, everyone. Sorry. Hi, Coco. Hi, hi, hi. Lovely uh, to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank um, you so much for being here. Thank you. Now, Gronya, do you ask? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we consider ourselves a very romantic podcast. Do yes. You consider yourself a romantic? I'm going to say no. And the reason <laughs> for that is not because I'm dead inside. Well, I mean, I may be. That, that is possible. But I just think that the concept of romance often means, like, sentimentally things. 
And I'm not really one for sentimental. I'm one of those people that is more like fiercely loyal, will like be at the end of the call, will listen to you cry, hold your hair back. But I probably will maybe forget your birthday. Do you know what I mean? And for me, I think that is more important than the like, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, having one song and getting it played on the restaurant when you're there or whatever. Like, that's just not really me. But um, very much a ride or die person. I guess it means what... I put the question back to you. What do you mean by romantic? Someone's a journalist. <laughs> oh, yes. oh my god! Eat your heart oh out, Paxman. <laughs> Answer the question. Answer the question. <laughs> and I, I guess, I think romance is. God, this. I think it's like being vulnerable, isn't it? It's about being like I. I care about you and I'm going to allow myself to really sort of like commit to a genuine interaction with how I'm feeling. Mm, wow. That sense. Well, that deep. sounds like very kind of soul-to-soul connection, and I'm very pro mm. that. So, yes, well, there in that you respect, go, guys. I it's am just, a romantic. It's just semantics. But, I, I mean, like a classic friendship. thing that people say is like, oh, you know, an example, right? So, like, oh, me, and my, me and my boyfriend, we went on, like, a sort of romantic weekend away, and then when you unpick mm-hmm. what the romantic weekend away is... It's like these sort of set piece things, like oh, you know, yeah. we made we made sweet love by candlelight and smothered each other in ice cream. I personally don't want ice cream on my sheets or on myself. That's me. I just think it's messy yeah. and turns sour, and then maybe smells a bit. You know, it's just not for me. Mm. But and so that's it's the set pieceness of it that I don't yeah. like. But yeah, the, the soul to soul stuff is very nice. The performative stuff where it just feels yeah. like you're in Paris, so you do Eiffel Tower, yeah. you hold a croissant rather than genuineness. Yeah. That thing where you like in The Lady and the Tramp, whether you they eat one pasta, that's very cute in the thing. But if you actually tried that, nightmare, mate. Yeah, it's really tough tried to find a piece of pasta that long as well. They're really short. <laughs> you have to be a small dog. It doesn't work with humans. I've tried. Yeah. It's, it's useless. <laughs> about 10 I seconds should... done. They should have done it with a fried egg instead. Jesus. Oh, you're right. What? <laughs> How would that work? No, I just always thought it'd be so funny if the two of them were like eating it, like the two ends of a fried egg and then, and then they, they hit the yolk, the yolk at the same time. Ugh. And it bursts. Okay, all right, okay. The money so, so, shot. So we're all agreed that like the set piece cliche romantic stuff we don't like. So I'm just I'm just curious about your own, you know, you said you're both romantic people. So what would you consider a gesture of romance? I can do the cliche and stuff if it's fun. I think it, I think I think it can be fun. I'm not. I don't think it's good to have to. I don't think it's good if one or both of you or either of you are doing it just to perform it. Someone buying me flowers is genuinely a nice thing. Yes. Hint, hint, hint. Yeah. Hint. Hint. <laughs> if someone is listening, I always like a bouquet of flowers. If that happens to be on Valentine's Day, so be it. Yeah. But I'm happy with. Yeah. It. And that's a very traditional romantic thing. But it's also really nice. Flowers are really pretty. I like getting them. Same. Same goes for any diamond in any shape or form. I'm happy with. <laughs> that's fine by me. Also, yeah, hint, yeah. hint. So I think some of the um, some of the traditional things. You know, a nice meal out at your nice restaurant. I think what is different, though, is that you have to do what you actually... Your nice restaurant might just be the local Vietnamese down the road, which for me mm-hmm. it is, for instance. Someone else's might actually be a 500-pound dinner at the Ivy. Yeah. Doing the Ivy when you want to beat the Vietnamese or vice versa, I think that's the problem you're talking about. When you're following the rules you've been yeah. seeing on TV, when actually you just want to do whatever you find it, which is not ever ice cream, guys. Whatever it is, <laughs> do not get cocoa involved in ice cream anywhere but inside the mouth. It's just, it's just a mess, everyone. It's just a total it's a mess. mess. <laughs> 
top um, tip try sorbet <laughs> Speaking of classic romantic moments, your couple, go. Coco, oh, yes. is Sorry. We digress. She's a queen a of the segue. Treat. A treat. So as always, okay. Chantelle doesn't know who the couple is before okay. we record the podcast, but I have prepared some clues as a little map to see if she finds oh. the, this treasure of a couple. I'm very okay. so exciting. I can tell you that they officially got together in the summer of 1979. Okay. 1979 let me set the scene it was the year the u.s and china established full trading relations the shah of iran is ousted and superman is top of the box office but something else sensational inspirational celebrational was happening and a couple confirmed what we all really know love makes muppets of us all oh god okay Oh, wow. There's, I can hear where the hints are in what you just said. I can tell where the hints are, and yet they're not helping me. <laughs> I, I mean, the shot of Iran reference, that is a curveball. I mean, the, yeah, right. if I don't get it from that, so why would you do this know, show? We don't know what was influencing this couple when they got together. Yeah. We don't know what they were thinking about. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so it's, okay, I think the Muppets is a big vibe here, and the... The sensation. What did you say? Sensational inspiration. That uh, that's ringing a bell, but it's not. I can't place the bell. I can just hear the bell. Okay. I got, I got nothing. Okay. Are they? Oh, I got nothing. I'm blank. It's. I'm rusty and I'm blank. I got nothing. Are they actors? Are we dealing with actors? I mean, they are. Yeah, they kind of are actors. Yeah, that is. They are. Yeah, they're like a uh, duo. They're a tag team. Yeah. Are they real? But yes, is it, it's it is real people. It's not like Kermit and Miss Piggy or something. It is. <laughs> Is it Kermit Miss Piggy? That's where I originally that went with when you said Muppets, but I thought I, we've never done a non-real. This is amazing. Well, this is my favourite. I'm finding your use of non-real offensive and problematic. I understand myself. that, and I do take it back. I do take it back. It's this is fantastic because I've always thought I've always been waiting for someone to suggest Miss Piggy as um, someone to be with Cher because that seems like a perfect yeah. match. So I think she's the patron saint of this uh, podcast for me. What a great yeah. choice! Thank you. So Thank you. Why, when we asked you to be on this podcast, why was this troublesome duo who's never quite managed to get the timing right? What was it about this relationship <laughs> so that fun. you found so fascinating? So I don't want to sound like I'm an adult woman that is watching loads of loads of Muppet stuff. I'm not. But I mean, it's it's on around Christmas. Yeah. And we all kind of grew up with it. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I sort of like them as a as a pair. And they was like, there was a couple of oh, new, I think yeah. there's maybe a new Muppets movie coming out. So they were doing some like press junkets. And there was like an interview that they did recently being like, well, you know, we're not really, that's me trying to be Kermit. Mm. Um, you know, we're not really a couple anymore these days <laughs> or whatever it is. They always recycle this narrative and it just got me thinking about them like god they are the original kind of will they or won't they couple they really <laughs> they really are and also they like are. you know if you think about the time this is um, am i allowed to get have like a deep moment i'm gonna do a deep moment do, um, do a deep moment do a deep moment. we're doing a deep um yeah. when you think about when they got together that was like 1979 that was like the onset of kind of like modern feminism and miss piggy comes along and in in many ways she sort of is this kind of modern feminist character she's like extremely confident she's got she has her own money she's quite vain but then there's also that kind of thing where you're slightly making fun of her and I don't know the fact that she's a pig she's not stylized like you know like in all the Disney movies 
when they sort of make an inanimate object slightly sexy and feminine, like, oh, look at uh-huh. that sexy cup, look at that sexy fish. She's not quite got that. And so I wasn't sure if maybe there was a kind of joke there that she's like unattractive, she's, but she's, even if she is, she's ugly, but she loves herself. And I just think she is a, as a figure. And then obviously there's the relationship with Kermit, who's always positioned as a cool guy. But in, in a number of the films, like at, at one point he like stands her up at the altar. He's like chops and changes about whether they're together, yeah. whether they're not. He's like the emotionally unavailable guy that's kind of positioned as the good guy because he, he does nothing bad, but he doesn't also do anything. And so like, I just feel that they're kind of, they tap into a lot of really modern experiences in relationships. And I think Miss Piggy herself can be sort of held up as like a, she has changed along with the times of being a modern woman as well. My last, my last deep point is that in 2000, I've actually got it up guys. I've got an article that Miss Piggy wrote. Can I just say, this is why we, this is why we make this podcast. Moments like this. I love it. That we're both like getting really upset thinking about what Miss Piggy's been doing. Um, So she wrote an article in Time called uh, Why I Am a Feminist Pig in 2015. Obviously, you know, it was promo for a thing. But it's really curious, some of the lines that she talks about. She, she talks about like, okay, yeah, fine. It's true that I didn't march down Fifth Avenue, but I do shop there all the time. And isn't that fabulous? And she's sort of like kind of making fun of this idea of the like just the woman who is untouched by real life because she's like glamorous and has money being a feminist leader and actually like flash forward now to to whatever year we're in what are we in 2022 um (laughs) there's quite a lot of conversations about whether the kind of like royals or the celebrities can be these great spokespeople for women and be our great ambassadors and whether there's something uncomfortable there with them having all their privilege and wealth and stuff and here's miss piggy in 2015 making fun of it so then yeah i don't know i think she's a bit of a legend mate i think she's a total legend i had also i'll tell you what threw me for guessing them is i had no idea they were that recent 1979 in my mind they were around like from the 60s i'm blown away that they're that recent of a couple 43 years i mean this is nothing this is incredible. So talk- still relevant. Still, re- still relevant. Ben Affleck would wish, would <laughs> wish for this level of revel- relevancy. Honestly, tell me, so, th- okay, do, so- do we have much history of how they met? <laughs> okay, so let's, before we go any further, I know what our <laughs> listeners are thinking. Oh, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> what about their star signs? So, Miss what about? <laughs> she's June 14th. She is a Gemini. Ooh, 9th of May. <gasps> oh my god that's my birthday do you not like gemini's nobody likes gemini's that's the sort of i didn't make that rule that was not me but as no, i understand oh, well, it that is the rule are, neither of us are gemini's i don't think but my but my yeah. my, my, my dear departed mother is a gemini so maybe that's why <laughs> no one likes that. <laughs> you know what this is just add a tangent i mean like you know i i like a star sign you know for a bit of fun as the next person but i'm not like massive into it but a friend of mine who's just moved to new york has said that it's really really big to the point oh, where when she's looking at like flat share adverts they'll be like no gemini's like do not apply <laughs> really? for a gemini like you it's know what to that level yeah a listener of ours is a Scorpio, and she's a friend of mine that has said that we're a bit of an anti-Scorpio podcast. We always like, mmm, Scorpios. So maybe it's time we gave the Scorpios a <laughs> yeah. break and went a bit anti-Gemini. So okay, screw yeah. it. So now anti- we're, we're both. But May 9th, <laughs> well, that is my birthday. I had no idea I shared my birthday with Kermit. 
<gasps> yeah, this is amazing. I'm so excited. He's a Taurus this king. So, according to the stars above, Coco, what percentage compatibility do you think these two crazy characters have? Based on their star signs, I reckon yeah, you're looking yeah. at a kind of mm, uncomfortable 80% where it's like mm. enough to get by, but actually isn't really all there. Okay, what, what? interesting. Chantel? I'm saying lower. I'm saying uh, I think Gemini and Taurus don't get along, according to what I learned from this podcast. I'm thinking the twin vibe versus the earthy Taurus. I'm going to say like 22%. Wow, okay, that is well, this- very low. Well, so Taurus, that's Kermish, has a deep need for physical touch. But Gemini, Piggy, needs intellectual stimulation and doesn't care that much about spending time in somebody's arms. While Taurus, Kermish, could stay at home all day long cuddling with their sweetheart and ordering food, Gemini, Miss Piggy, would like to go out, Geminis get bored and Taurus get annoyed by the lack of emotional reliability. Five percent. Five percent. No wonder they're all up and down. These two. Piggy wants to go out on the town, and Kermit wants to stay home and Netflix and chill. Well, Kermit's had quite a few other lovers, though, isn't he? In the duration of the Muppets, yeah. Well, famously, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into it. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) Okay. So let's have a look at their their back story. So uh, Kermit's is the most sort of like. We don't really know as much about Kermit's backstory as we do about Piggy. He's kind of more reticent in interviews, but we do know that he grew up with thousands of siblings in a swamp. <laughs> so I'm just thinking like he's he's a very steady character. So I don't know about like having that many siblings. Maybe he kind of had to be quite stable or maybe mm-hmm. he kind of felt like he didn't get enough attention. Anyway, a lot of siblings grew up in a swamp and he met a TV, he met a film producer on a rowing boat who told him to move to Hollywood and he chose to follow that journey because he wants to make people happy. Uh, That's Garment's backstory. Mm -hmm. Miss Piggy, she was born above a butcher shop in a very small town. Uh, she has a bit of a troubled sort of family background. She said mm. her dad chased after so uh, other pigs and her mother had so many piglets she never found time to develop her mind. Mm. Then her dad died in a tractor accident when she was really young and her mother wasn't that nice to her. She said she found growing up in a small town very humbling and said, I don't like being humble, so I got out fast. Yeah, it sounds so like... So I feel the... like she's more of a scrambler. She's had to... I feel like Kermit... Has had it relatively easy, but Piggy has had to fight for everything. Mm. She's had to hustle. So she left home as a teenager after graduating charm school, worked in a department store. Then she was forced to pose for some ads, including a bacon product to survive. Then she started entering beauty pageants. She said uh, life was really hard because people got all the jobs and pigs had to take what were left. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. she, at one stage, she took a stage name, Laverne. She entered a beauty contest. And it was during her beauty contest career at Bogan County Fair, weirdly enough, hosted by Elliot Gould, that she met Kermit. <laughs> God, what a, what a turn Elliot of events. Yeah. Pure luck of it. Yeah. Oh, well. This is like slightly post-Barbara Streisand. Slightly post. So she met Kermit at this fair. Was it, was it Sparks at first sight? So she saw him in the crowd and that was it. That was that it. That was it. Okay, now here's something that I think I'm going to just, I think it's interesting as I'm just going to put a little pin on it. Okay. She saw him, her eyes were like, oh my God, who is this handsome stranger? He also locks eyes with her mm-hmm. and says, Fozzie Bear, his friend, starts talking to him and he says, not now, Fozzie. 
So oh, later, so he was... when it's all like, oh, she likes me, but I don't like her. But actually... From the start, the two of them liked each other. Yeah, I always... I've always had that idea about Kermit. He's always trying to pretend that, like, he's the poor, hard-done-by guy who, like, Miss Piggy won't leave alone. And, oh, poor little... Kermit could leave whenever he wants. He never actually breaks up with her. He loves it. And the minute she actually would stop and go on and get someone else, he would be dead of jealousy. He loves it. But do you think, Coco, that sort of idea of, like, if you're a big, strong woman with personality, that there are certain types of men who, like, like the idea of it, but also then kind of resent it a little bit as well? Well, I mean, Kermit's shtick, he's always like, oh, you know, Piggy wears the trousers and he just does whatever Piggy says. And he sort of, like, doesn't take responsibility for the fact that he has a stake in this relationship. And this relationship has helped make him very famous. Not trying to be mean. Kermit's great, and I'm sure it is not easy being green. I have no doubt about that. But, you know, the the the, the duo, the pick, this like Sonny and Cher and Salt and Pepper, I can't think of any more famous duos. But do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he doesn't give her credit for that. And so to return to your question, do I think if you're a big, strong woman, that is something that happens to you? Yeah, I think probably quite ha- happens quite a bit. I think you are characterised as being this kind of maelstrom of chaos, but actually people don't know that, behind the scenes you're nourishing people being around you living in your life can be great and beneficial and there's a charm to you and it's quite easy to put that woman down i think yeah yeah okay so so she immediately falls in love with him he asks her for an ice cream and she interprets it as let's go to hollywood together because at this stage who would the puppet show hasn't even started they're both unknown so they both decide to head to hollywood together Mm -hmm. on the way they have a romantic meal together Weirdly enough, Steve Martin is their is their waiter. Oh, now, excellent. Kermit, it, oh, he's so cute. And so Kermit orders champagne, which again, as a sign, he's trying to impress her. He orders yeah. champagne. They're just about to kiss when <gasps> Piggy gets a phone call from her agent and leaves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is so she's a career woman. She's a career. She's had to hustle. She hasn't had Kermit's Sorry, like, oh, I Kermit. think I want to move to Hollywood, and that somebody saying, oh, go move to Hollywood. She's had to hustle. She has to, yeah. She has, she has her priorities Although, in check. If we're doing, if we're doing um, Kermit advocate for a moment, we are talking, because we know loads about Kermit and Piggy because they've been in our lives for so long. We know sure. where it all ended up. But right now, at this moment, they're beginning life as a couple. He's, they're having this intimate moment. He's gone out of, I don't know if he regularly has champagne as a sort of swamp living amphibian. But, it. you know. Exactly. He's making the effort and she gets up and takes a call. Maybe in that moment, he's like, well, do you know what? I'm always going to be second best to the piggy show, aren't I? You know what? You're right. And also, I have to say, as feminists, I'm going to be honest with you. I think if a guy did that on a date, we wouldn't be saying, oh, he's career focused. He's hustling. We'd be like, oh, my no, God, no, no, no. Exactly. how could he? How could he leave this woman behind? That's so rude, blah, blah, blah. So as much as it is like she has to put it, she's hustling. I get it. I also I'm with you. I'm with you, Coco. That I'd yeah. be a bit like, mate, it's your first date. Put the phone away. Put the phone yeah. away, Piggy. Come on. Put it away. Even if Steve Martin brings it to you, I presume back there this is before mobile phones, so they called the restaurant, so they're really eager to get hold of her. But still, be like, I'm on a date, I'll talk to you later. Imagine being Steve Martin and you're like, it's me, Steve Martin. And they're like, not you, mate. I need yeah. Miss Piggy. He's a third wheel in this one. <laughs> Gonna hang up so, his career. Um, there's a bit of a complication. She's away for ages. He thinks she's stood him up. He's really crushed. No, Luckily, it turns out she hasn't stood him up. She's been kidnapped. So... Oh. He goes to try and save her. He gets kidnapped too by Mel Brooks. But then she rescues him using her 
kung fu moves. Of course, she knows kung fu. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they... um, Do you think they had a sort of a trauma bonding experience then? Is that maybe what brought them closer together? Trauma bonding is a big deal. It's hard to break a trauma mm-hmm. bond. So if that if that was there right in the early, that explains how they can't quite can't quite get yeah. away from each other. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I, I would imagine and, as well. You know, that moment when Miss Piggy whips out the kung fu moves. I don't know if Kermit sees it, but that must be also very kind of like overwhelming. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. You just with someone, you're having dinner, and then they're like, you know, high kicking. It's confusing. It's it's a and also. It does speak volumes of Kermit, though, that he's not like thrown off by that. Because a lot of men would be like, oh, "That's emasculating, being saved by a woman." But he's he's into yeah. it. He likes it. So he after, likes a strong woman. Just, just after this happens, they're about to kiss. Oh, once again, here gets, we go. She gets a phone call from her oh, agent. Oh, bloody phone! What are you doing, Piggy? Yeah. Do these two ever get to consummate their relationship? Just about to kiss, she gets a phone call from her agent. She's been booked for a commercial. She's out there. She's gone. Okay, Kermit. I'm is- putting this out there now. I don't know the rest of the story, but I feel like this agent has it in for Kermit and his piggy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the agent fancies Kermit. I'm just putting it out there. Conspiracy. So he's absolutely devastated. Uh, he's like, "All oh, right, she doesn't like me. It's over." Now, luckily, he does meet her later on. He, she's hitchhiking. I don't know what happened with Ad, but he's hurt and no longer trusts her. But then he takes a lot of the responsibilities in a difficult place at the moment because he's like, all my friends, Mm. I'm the reason why everybody's going to Hollywood. This hasn't worked out. So he's in a sort of a bad headspace. Mm -hmm. Then luckily they get to Hollywood and he signs the standard rich and famous contract. So So now they're working together. They're in a working situation. Excellent. Okay. Kind of wrote in her coattails, but all right, I'll let it slide. Go on. So it's at this stage they start working together on The Muppet Show. They still and haven't again, kissed yet, by the way. They still haven't kissed yet. They still haven't quite defined what their relationship is. They're working on The Muppet Show. And during the, this, this is, my God, the set of The Muppet Show. Forget Lee. The set of The Muppet <laughs> Show must have been such a nightmare because oh so many games have been played. So here's some example of some of the things Piggy did to try and, I think, sort of cement what was going on in the relationship because again they still don't really know so she wrote a comedy sketch involving a wedding between her and Kermit she got Scooter to trick Kermit into signing a, a red a wedding license and then hired a real minister for the sketch wow Peggy that is so is, is this desperate behaviour or is this empowering I mean, behaviour it's pretty bad <laughs> wait hang on so I've just got this clear in my mind she organised a wedding for a sketch yeah did did they did they complete the wedding? No. So just before he said the I do bit, he realised what was going on and he introduced the musical guest. I mean, yeah, that would be... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sort of feel like, oh, non-consensual... Right, and now we go to Bruno Mars. Yeah. yeah. A non-consensual wedding is not, not cool, Piggy. That's not good. That's, that's, not a, that's not a way to get a man to marry you. Coco, if you were Piggy's friend, what would and she told you, okay, you know this guy that I'm working with, and it's kind of a little bit up in the air. I figured out a way to finally figure out how he feels about me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pretend it's a joke sketch, but I've actually got a real minister. I just don't what believe. I don't believe that Miss Piggy has as much power over the show as that would in entail i mean if oh. she is able to create these sketches of her own whim then she is not just a co-star she's kermit's boss she runs the show which i think puts a whole new spin on this entire relationship it does. now i'm feeling very alarmed and unnerved for kermit yeah. and his safety yeah i just don't believe that he, she could she could do that that's that's madness that's absolute madness 
Yeah, it's not it's great. the producers really who yeah. greenlit it. Well, maybe this is going to be like one of these, uh, you know, like so many discussions at the minute about reality TV and how it's kind of unscrupulous. Maybe mm-hmm. the two of them are the original kind of Big Brother candidates. You know what I mean? Like they are just yeah. being manipulated, puppet mastered by the producers mm-hmm. to, to to experience these these things for our entertainment savage imagine those two those two being puppet mastered as well which is just hard to imagine (laughs) really hard to imagine that yeah (laughs) so that's not the only thing she did so she kind of wound kermit up a little bit there's a period where she was planting too many rumors about her and kermit's relationship in the press that she briefly got fired from the show oh picked her off the show God, this is a then rough she, time for Piggy. Okay. Then she she got the she paid the audience to cheer her. So this is some of the attempts she she made to try and get Kermit to sort of see her in the romantic long term relationship yeah. way. She paid the audience to cheer so that Kermit would notice her more. Then uh, oh, she was that is some so sh- sad. <laughs> that is really really sad. It that- is. I mean, she couldn't even ask them. She had to actually pay them to do it. That's not cool. <laughs> That's really sad. That I- reminds me of like you remember that what was that Christina. Aguilera song I am beautiful that one yeah and it was like weird that she was singing it so impassioned but obviously she is beautiful and you knew inside like wow Christina if you're singing this song there's something that's gone wrong here with your self-esteem that's that's how I feel about this but Piggy doesn't need to pay people to cheer yeah something's gone horribly wrong it's just like famous people are the most insecure it's so true I don't know who she has and then apparently Kermit saw her in these shoes and he complimented her on how well she looked in the shoes, even though they were too small for her feet. So oh, even her though poor she was trotters. in agony. Her little trotters. Oh. She kept them on. So obviously working on a show together, there's a lot of celebrities. So obviously there's a lot of jealousy, a lot of, of famous course. people coming in. So this was like a big element of their relationship as well. And mm-hmm. um, one time Miss Piggy got so jealous because Kermit's crush, Linda Ronstadt, came on the show well, that she locked tough. Kermit inside a trunk. God, it's really tough to be a Miss Piggy fan listening to this, I'll be honest. I'm I'm finding it hard to agree with a lot of her behaviour. Yeah, I mean, it is slightly more, it's definitely more outlandish than I remembered. Yeah, I seem to. feeling that I have towards her. I don't really recall the sort of intimate partner violence that is sort of being described here. In my mind, Kermit was a bit of a wet rag. I was like, oh, come on, Kermit, get on with it. But now I'm sort of seeing his side of the story a lot more. This is kind of changing my world a bit. (laughs) But then Miss Piggy also had a few dalliances with her co-stars. So here are some celebrities who appeared on the show that she was linked with. Oh, here we go. Peter Ustinoff, Christopher Reeve, yes. John Denver, John Risher, and apparently she also had a brief fling with Dudley Moore. Are all those men oh, dead? Wow. I'm just saying. <laughs> does, does Miss Piggy have a curse on people? I'm pretty sure all of them die, like, relatively young. <laughs> no wonder Kermit didn't want to kiss her. He wouldn't be with us anymore. So, okay, so imagine we've got a time machine, Coco, mm-hmm. and it's the, we're going to say, early 80s. Mm-hmm. You get a phone call. Miss Piggy and Kermish mm-hmm. are inviting you for a night out on the town. What do you imagine a date night with Miss Piggy and Kermit during their pomp, the height of their will-they-won't-they relationship? What do you imagine that to be like? Well, it's funny you say that because when we were talking then I was like, God, Miss Piggy, what are you doing? This is actually disturbing and distressing. 
there's another part of me that was like, you know, people always say it was a different time. And I just feel exactly. like, you know, it was a different time. And the Muppets was a wild show. People were doing all kinds of things. People living in trash cans. Oh, no, no, that's Sesame no, that Street. Was, that was Sesame, Sesame Street. Okay, yeah. What, uh, people looking, I can't think of any other things related to the Muppets right now. And that's very unnerving for me. But you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was eccentric things happening. Yeah, animal, animals. Animals just playing drums. Just mental. Yeah, animals. Yeah. Animal did things in the 70s. That he did a lot of things. Fly now. Yeah. Gonzo with that nose? Come on. <laughs> um, so I would imagine that if I went out with them, it would be a kind of paparazzi affair. I think intentionally yeah. for Piggy. They would want to be seen. And I, I could just sort of imagine it would be a little bit like the sort of last days of disco. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just one of those crazy nights that is just always slightly close to death or some sort of unnerving, chilling thing that will happen. How do you imagine um, them being as a yeah. couple on the night? I mean, well, this is the thing. What we're so used to is this, the, the Piggy character being very sort of like hot and heavy and Kermit being this sort of like, he's the everyman. He's just like me and you. He's like, you know, getting swept up in it. And I would kind of, what I would love is to see this other side of Kermit. Mm. I'd love to see him coming out, bringing the bottle of champagne or him yeah. coming home with the I don't know you know I know we're going to talk about their partners um a little bit later but there was one Kermit partner called Denise who was like a looked mm. basically like a young piggy so the classic going out with the younger model and there's a part of me that was like you know I could just sort of see him coming through jacket open glasses arm around his shoulder of Denise and that being the drama and the and the sort of yeah I can I can sort of smell it happening in the viper rooms i see yeah. you going home with um with with miss piggy crying i see you and her i see yeah. you and piggy going home together and kermit staying no way the man if it, if it was you know if i was a single woman i'd be going home with animal oh okay Ooh. watch out this fantasy just got better <laughs> all right i Move imagine on. i imagine a big entourage i imagine fozzy's there obviously and mm-hmm. I, rem- I imagine always feeling like you're saying things are about to turn i imagine yeah. piggy will go from like i'm having a brilliant time whoa, 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 to crying toilets drama throwing things yeah it reminds me a lot of when we did uh sam ronson and Lindsay lowen i see very similar vibe i see like a very one kind of person being like hey we're just trying to have a nice night and then the Lindsay lowen miss piggy character just kind yeah. of creating the drama themselves enjoying the drama you know finding things to be jealous about finding things to be upset about and ultimately just wanting to be the center of all the drama and attention and succeeding but at, but at a cost to themselves the, the Lindsay Lohan Miss Piggy comparison is really interesting because yeah. Lindsay Lohan I've got a soft spot for Lindsay Lohan just for clarity I clearly like chaotic destructive women but mm-hmm. um Lindsay Lohan was a child star, and I think that messes you up. And actually, Piggy, sounds like she was as well. Maybe yeah, she was yeah. thrust into the limelight, too young, you know, no guidance. All she's really got is this green guy. Similar it, difficult parenting yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a shock. That sounds quite difficult when you're a pig. Mm. That's right. Do you think, because you know she's very chaotic and she's very insecure, do you think she, she's just reacting to... Kermit been very um, confusing in the messages he's sending her. And maybe she, we're, instead of like blaming her, we should be going like, why is she acting like this? Like, why couldn't Kermit just explicitly just say... Just commit. You, yeah, just like... Commit one way or the ha- other. Yeah. Interesting about it as the audience, 
is that like almost their dysfunctionality is what you liked and you sort of rooted for it. And that was, yeah, like it's just strange that we were just children watching that. Like, you know, Kermit really was well within his rights to be like, listen, Piggy, I love you. There's lots about you that's great, but this is, you know, there are moments where you scare me genuinely. And I think we need to have a chat. Fozzie's here. Mouse is here. This is an intervention. I'm really sorry. I've had to get the producers, you know, those guys from the stands in the opera house. I don't know what their names are. They're here. You know, yeah, maybe guys, that, yeah. that was what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he never kind of puts his foot down either way. That's the thing. I, yeah. Like you were saying, as much as I'm a bit like, maybe don't lock him in the closet. Maybe don't try to marry him without his consent. Fine. Are these things illegal? Yes, they are. But it's also <laughs> emotionally illegal, I would say, to string along someone yeah. for this many years. Yeah. So the Muppet Show ends, but they carry on working together. Mm-hmm. They make films. Again, there's a lot of drama on the set of these films. So parody on the set of the Muppet Show Treasure Island, she has a brief onset fling with Tim Curry. And in the DVD commentary, Tim Curry says about their time together, it didn't go very well, the relationship. It didn't survive the shoot. She felt that I wasn't being faithful to her. Mm. And I said, I'm playing a sailor and a sailor has a girl in every port. At least you're the only pig. Then I made the mistake of calling her a silly sausage. Oh, silly sausage. That is low blow. That is a really low blow. She's 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 up for Kermit as well. I wonder so then if she's just like she's just desperate for like you know approval and just someone to be like yes I am yours I promise yes yeah but yeah. also does she like the thrill of the chase you know if Kermit did find say I love you let's be together let's get married let's do it would she get bored of that does she like having to chase them all the time mm. So in an interview in 2005, Piggy said they were married in our hearts. So again, they're keeping us guessing. They're being very vague about. They're always sort of like being very vague about the actual status of the very conscious uncoupling. That language, isn't it? Yeah, married yeah. in our heart. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So Did... during this time, they spent quite a lot of time apart. Miss Piggy moved to Paris to briefly edit French Vogue, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of course. And um, then her and Kermit reconnected when he needed her help saving the old Muppet Show studio. Then while they're working on this together, they discover they both kept a photograph of that sketch where they <gasps> pretend, well, he thought it, they were pretending to get married, but they really get married. Yeah. They realised they both kept the same copy oh, of the picture. This is and so he Taylor Rich Bird. Yeah, she, he'd always kept the, the side with Piggy and she'd always <gasps> kept the side with Kermit. Oh. And I think at that moment, I don't know what there was, so much time had passed but there was a brief moment where Kermit I think was able to really tell her how he felt and he said that he he admitted that he needed her he missed her and that maybe he doesn't need the whole world to love him he just needs one person oh, oh. if only he would have said that sooner but we can't exactly. blame him she is a difficult woman to love in many respects but She's I can't difficult. so wait so hang on because I was having the impression that the, the, the kind of Piggy 4.0, I don't know how many .0s has been, is one that I find really interesting where she sort of, you know, in the late tens. What, what do we call that decade, by the way? Tens? Teens? In the late teens, she sort of reinvents herself as this kind of modern woman who doesn't need a man. She's editing French Vogue. She's writing articles for Time magazine, calling herself a feminist pig. I kind of like that for her. I feel like she, yeah. she kind of, metamorphosized into a yeah. sort of calm happy place but it sounds yeah. like actually she they're back together again and 
it's all back to but the same thing. But that's interesting. Maybe, maybe it's because she had really found herself and she didn't need Kermit and she'd established a career outside of the Muppets that maybe she was different and she changed and Kermit suddenly could see her for who she really was. What are they doing for work at the minute? I feel like since Pixar came in, they're probably, you know... Well, so... running low. So, they did briefly reunite. They started working together on a, a Muppet show for ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before they start working on the Muppet show, Piggy had been linked to Topher Grace. Oh, they nice. both were working on a Civil War movie together. <laughs> and she was linked to him. Then they started working on the 2015 series, The Muppets. Mm-hmm. And that's when they officially announced their splish. Oh, right, okay. So they, they gave an official statement. They said, after careful thought... Thoughtful consideration and considerable squabbling, we have made the difficult decision to terminate our romantic relationship. So Piggy said in a statement, dating moi is like flying too close to the sun. It was inevitable that Kermit would drop down to the ground while I stayed in the heavens. Ooh, wow. That is an ending. So remember, everyone at home, write that down for when someone <laughs> you love don't see. That is how you say it. I'm going to remember Kermit's- that. Kermit countered, after careful thought, thoughtful consideration, considerable squabbling, Miss Piggy's made the difficult decision to terminate our romantic relationship. So it seems like she finished. She ended it. I don't like that. That's so classic Kermit, though, isn't it? Like, she made the decision. Yeah, right. Come on, like, take responsibility for your role in this, Kermie. (laughs) He never has. He never has. But probably because he probably has been, like, you know, emotionally scarred by, you know, all the illegal abusive things she did to him yeah, yeah so he yeah. probably finds it quite um there's a kind of empowerment in him blaming her for this rather than as always being the one saying oh i couldn't commit so maybe there is a kind of maybe there's a growth here for kermit himself yeah, and he maybe, maybe found maybe, himself maybe what would be really nice if he sort of at some point gets to have that moment being like do you know what that was a toxic relationship yeah and I personally, I'm going to assert my own needs and my own self worth, and say I'm glad not to be with this piggy um, anymore. And also, yeah. and also, I mean, can I just say, from what I can gather, they still never kissed in what forty? I mean, 40... I think they did. I'm sure I have seen them kiss. I have in my mind a mental image of them. Kissing. I don't know. I think he's got <laughs> green balls. I guess is what he has instead of blue balls. Something. He's he's just, he's he's getting desperate. <laughs> I'm going to Google it right now. I hope that's okay. Do you, but do you think, because a lot in the films they made together, like The Muppets Take Manhattan. Yes. Um, is a good Christmas example. Carol, yeah. Where it's like the films, they are married in the films or they end. So these are kind of, I think, like wish fulfillments that maybe in creating these films and plays together, they can experience what it will be like to finally Without get having to actually do kiss. it. Yeah, mm. in a safe place, but not yeah. actually make that step themselves. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. After the splish, oh sorry, mm-hmm. Coco. No, sorry. I was just going to say that I, uh, while we've been talking, I googled Kermit and Miss Piggy kiss, and okay. the, the first okay, selection found some of weird sites. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes, it's, <laughs> some of it's quite chilling. Uh, safe search is on as well. Oh, so, God, good, good. I can't even imagine what it'd be. But yeah, no, the, the, there are images of them kissing. But I also noticed there are a number of images of Miss Piggy kissing Kermit on the side of his face. Yes, so it's always, think, mm, which is he's, quite. Um, he, he's always a passive. Person yes, in there, yes, in there, yes. Yeah. Oh dear. Okay, I'm just going to say this. Is Kermit gay? <laughs> I mean, I think it's some time we have to answer this question. 
I think it's I, I think it's at least worth addressing. He's not not gay. There's something about him that screams. I think he's at least gay curious. Is that even a thing anymore? I think bisexual would be a vibe. Well, I mean, they were least. they were a couple in the seventies where it was much harder to sort of be out in Hollywood, wasn't it? So yeah. it, it, it it's not inconceivable. But and then could, in 2015, yeah. where it's becoming a bit more sort of you know every you can you can be out and proud a bit more in the public sphere. I think now it takes time to say I'm officially single. I'm just saying, where's Fonzie Bear and all this? Yeah, yeah. We're thinking about. It. They both wore bow ties a lot. What was that, what was under that hat that Fonzie was always wearing? <laughs> Some and toys so for him and he Kermit. did. He did. Kermit was briefly linked to the previously mentioned pig Denise, mm-hmm. uh, otherwise known as ABC. the first beard. <laughs> <laughs> so Coco, what do you? Because I haven't seen that. So is Denise similar to Miss Piggy, or is she sort of like a blander version of Miss? So Piggy? Denise is. I would say she's a more attractive Miss Piggy, but maybe Ooh, that's just my eyes. Mm. But like. You know, Miss Piggy has like, I mean, we're just going classic Disney tropes here. So the classic Disney trope of the beautiful woman is that she has very sort of like, very kind of like a oval eyes. Almond, almost almond, almond eyes. Yeah, exactly. And looks like she's wearing a be- some beautiful winged eyeliner, right? Yep. That's, what they look like. That's what Denise's eyes look like. Compare oh, that to Miss Piggy's eyes, which are always a little bit, a bit rounder. Denise has got slightly higher cheekbones. So she's got all these kind of traditional features, which would be understood as more more attractive. Um, And and she's styled in a way where she's in like a little crop top and stuff. So I read her as being the sort of like hotter, younger piggy. I mean, I just found it really funny that I think in the end, if my memory serves, Denise dumps Kermit, which is... Because Beautiful. he's gay. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think we're pushing. I'm with. The, I'm pushing the gay narrative. It hasn't been noticed yet. But I mean, if 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 I can't remember when Denise came in, but if they got together in 1979, I mean, Kermit and Piggy are probably in their 60s now, right? Yeah. So Denise, I mean, it's just your classic getting with the younger model. So yeah. cliche, Kermit. You're better than that. You know, so you're better than that. Very. We've all like. It's a classic thing, and I think entertainment for the male talent to date like other actors, other comedians, but sure. then always end up with a woman who works in the industry. Yeah, yeah totally. You know, like a producer or an agent yeah. who works in PR. Exactly. You know, I was getting that vibes from from Very from that Denise. vibe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Whereas Miss Piggy, she hasn't had any long-term relationship since the split with Kermit, but she has been linked to, just briefly, Jack Whitehall. <laughs> And Josh Groban. God. Oh, golly. She needs to get older. I'm sorry. These young boys ain't going to cut it. She needs a real man. She should call up Elliot Gould. Yeah, See what he's yeah. doing these days. I think yeah. that'd be a fun couple. He was there right at the start. I would love that for her. All right. Oh. And so I guess it's, it's we've come to the part of the episode, Coco, where we ask right. you what everything has been leading up towards. You know, in Mm. every splish, there are winners and there are losers. There's one Mm -hmm. that you're happy for, there's one that you worry about. In the splish, and I assume uh, by the time we record this episode, they haven't got back together. Who knows? Who knows if these two? But in the split between Miss Piggy and Kermit, who thrived and who simply survived? Well, I mean, it sounds like Kermit survived because he had to. She's the nightmare. I mean, I think him surviving would, was a great thing to do. He he really came out just being alive, which seems good after the yeah. constant assaults. Um, but 
Yeah, no, actually, it's interesting because when we started this, I was like, yeah, I'm team Miss Piggy. She's amazing. She's the first independent woman. No, 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 no. And actually, as we've gone through it, I feel like, and just a little moment to sort of, you know, be serious for a bit. I do know that they're Muppets and they've been scripted, but even the way that she's been scripted, like, you know, I don't know, actually, maybe not as, maybe not the hero that I thought she was. And Kermit, I think at the very least, he's reliable, dependable, nice. Mm. Uh, I think maybe, I think maybe in the end of the day, he came out on top in the hearts of the public. I think so you think he, he, you think, think he thrived? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, five seems wrong to describe what he went through. It certainly doesn't feel like thriving. But now that they are separated, I think that the esteem that Kermit should hold in our hearts mm -hmm. must be bigger than the esteem we hold for Piggy, who, you know, for all her great independence and a difficult time in the 70s being a young piglet and all that, ultimately was kind of uh, fell into a lot of problematic behaviors mm. that despite being you know independent and, and a great role model also was like you know kind of doing the same thing that they, all the hysterical women do and so yeah just i don't know i'm, I'm sort of I, rooting for kermit now i think yeah. i think kermit i think kermit's undoubtedly the winner unfortunately and i say unfortunately because i like you coco i'm a big miss p i, th I think you, people can have you know layers you can have nuances yes. yeah, Miss yeah. can be complex she's, she's complex. a complex person and i think she's very fabulous in many ways you know mm. I, I, I don't think samantha jones from sex in the city would exist without a miss piggy for instance absolutely you know, she's, a, she's yeah, a yeah. amazing character and also probably why kermit who was gay loved her because she's fabulous <laughs> so yeah, it does yeah. kind of make sense but but I will say this, I think it's hard to deny that Kermit has won. If you just think about, if you go to a house and someone has one of the Muppets, it's probably going to be a Kermit doll. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be a Miss Piggy doll. It's not going to be, it's a Kermit. He's kind of, I have one in my living room. I've been to people's houses. He's like on posters. He's, merch-wise, I don't think you can top Kermit. So I think no, it's hard to no. deny he is... And you also, you'll see a lot of Kermit on his own, like on talk shows and, you know, red carpet events. You don't see Miss Piggy as much. I personally think she's busy. Yeah. I'm sure she's asked and she's as busy or just not in the mood for it that day. But Kermit does seem to be out there a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Piggy. He, it's great because he's that one figure from the 70s that you don't hear anything bad about. <laughs> That's right. There hasn't been a Me Too Kermit moment. No, just saying, hasn't. guys. No, 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 no. He was right, so, yeah. you know. like it, He is controversy-free. Yeah, yeah. They always said that. I mean, not. I'm not trying to compare Kermit to Barack Obama, but I remember... I do most days. I do. I always do. I, always, that's like, I would be president. disappointed if you didn't. Yeah, there's a very obvious through line there, yeah. But I remember reading an article about how Barack Obama was one of the only scandal-free presidents. Now, obviously, you know, you what forget the policies or whatever, I'm sure everyone's got different opinions. But just in terms of like a, an actual scandal, voter yeah. rigging, shagging someone, just didn't happen for him. And in a way, Kermit is a bit like that. He, he is. He's a scandal-free yeah. celebrity. Dignified. Quite, yeah. Dignified. in a way. Maybe he is the true role model. <gasps> oh, God. No, I know. I bad now. Well, Piggy locked him up and tried to fake marry yeah. him, you know? I mean, we've got to say. No, no, no. It's the producers. I blame the producers. They okay. put her in that situation. She was a young piglet in a difficult, male-dominated, human-dominated world. And, yeah, okay. But she didn't have to be perfect. That's yeah, fine. she didn't have I'm, to be perfect. We, yeah. We're okay with the villain here. <laughs> yeah. We're okay.
Coco, uh, before we let you go, we've got one more very important question go to for ask it. you. We do, indeed. We ask all our guests, this, so <laughs> regular listeners will know. And I did actually mention her earlier on in this episode, but mm. um, there is a woman who, much like Miss Piggy, unbelievable, I think is too much woman for a lot of people, <laughs> and is unbelievably single. We always say we don't necessarily think she needs someone, simply that she deserves someone. She deserves mm. to be loved. Mm. Um, gender is not relevant here. Whether they're taken, also not relevant. Anyone would step aside. For the person to be with, the one, the only, Cher. Can you find a partner for Cher? Oh my goodness me, that's so hard. It is, it's tough, there's a reason. You get a phone call, it's Cher. She's like, who should I see? (laughs) And you say, hi, is that Kermit? (laughs) I think maybe... Grania um, always recommends to go with your gut. Always yeah, just go with, go with the first know. thing. The bones know. The bones know. My instinct, actually, it's funny you mentioned Kermit, because maybe Kermit, he's a decent guy. But yeah. my first instinct was Keanu Reeves. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like a, have we had Keanu before? I feel like we've had him before as well. He's a, And he likes an older woman as well. Yeah, yeah he's a popular. Yeah. He's an underrated, very popular. He's the boyfriend we should all be talking about. I agree. Exactly, yeah. exactly. He's really coming yeah. to his own in his 50s, hasn't he? I know, he really has. I wasn't there I, when he was younger, but now I'm like, okay, Keanu. I did a, I did an article ages ago about like, oh, age gap relationships in popular culture. And I remember looking into just the fanfare around Keanu Reeves having an age appropriate mm. partner. Yeah. And it seems like absurd at the time, but it, it really is a complete outlier. It, yeah, yeah. Just, there are so few examples. If, it's one thing if they got together young and they're similar age and they 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 sort of, of age together. That's fine. But to actually actively choose a partner of the same age, being single, at an, I couldn't find another example. Unheard of. Yeah. Unheard of. Yeah. No, yes, he's a you, he's a great you said, choice. Um, oh, Keanu likes an older woman. It, he, she's not older. I think she's like just the same age as him. That's older. <laughs> That's Hollywood older. Hollywood, she's oh, she's over thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, That's no. older. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He'd find Miss Piggy too. Most people find Miss Piggy too old. <laughs> Coco, thank you so no, much thank for being you on for having podcast. Me. No, thank you. Glorious couple choice. Thank you so, so, so iconic. Much. Truly Absolutely iconic. No, no, um, thanks for having me. I can't believe that you've you've left me here shattered my hero has been fought failed my that's Piggy. what we do though that's what we do She's your villains can be heroes though where can our listeners find more of you and your amazing ideas <laughs> um gosh well i mean they can read my writing and Please do. i'm i'm best known for writing in the guardian but outside of that i do i like to dabble in some bits here and there i'm working on a novel which is a Ooh. comedy about uh basically entering the genteel halls of media and yeah i made or otherwise just uh find me on twitter posting pictures of my cat what what's your twitter handle it's coco by name which at the time that i came up with it it was it was meant to sort of refer to this idea of coco by name coco by nature and then about a year later i was like that doesn't make any sense But don't think about it. No point. But I like it. You know what it is? It's memorable, and that's what counts when it comes to a Twitter handle. So no one else is taking it. Because, you know, it's one of the the last uh, remnants of, of, you know, setting something up when you're young. I mean, my my first email addresses were terrible. It was like, the one and only for real, London. (laughs) I mean, it was all crap like that. And I'm just glad that the one that I have isn't The one that's stuck. 
that's good. I think you. I think you did well. I think you did thank well. You, thank you. Um, <laughs> so oh, like Coco for N Dubs Forever 2014. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, I probably did have that. You know. <laughs> the way they were is an Amanda Redman production, produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush. So. Email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. And thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way, way they, they were. were.